Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Today, I am back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? I love these episodes. And for those of you who hadn't heard the first couple episodes I've done of this series, I'm going to recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. I also have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And it's so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them and whether that is on the podcast that you heard them first or just working with them over time as clients. I know I always watch these reality shows like The Bachelor. I've said this before, what not to wear. And I wonder what happens to these people in a year. You know, it's all fine and dandy when things are happening in the moment, but are they successful? Is there sticking power to people's success? And I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you you too. I'm bringing on someone who I coached back in June of this year. And she was referred to me actually by another client who had a lot of success. And when she first called, she was struggling quite a bit in different areas of her life. I mean, she was scared of relationships, but she wanted to date. She's, you know, always kind of been a relationship girl, but she didn't really have goals. She was feeling lost. She had a lack of motivation. She was attracted to fixer uppers receiving was really hard for her. She was always like this over helper, as I called her. Um, but that has all changed. <laughs> and after working together in my three-month phone coaching program, she has soared, but I'm going to let her tell you about it and what helped her get there. So welcome, Amanda. Hi, Kim. Thank you for Hi. having me on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being on. I'm so happy for you. First of all, I mean, I can't wait for you to share everything about you have a new man, you have like new career goals, a new, a new life in general. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we could start out. I mean, I just kind of briefly went over things you were struggling with, but I would love for you to just share, you know, what you felt your challenges were before coming to me, like what prompted you to reach out? Okay. So I guess around this time last year, I started having troubles with my marriage. I'd been married for over five years and um, together for about 11 and things didn't quite work out. So by the beginning of the year, we were separated and then got a divorce in, um, in March. So then by the time I started talking to you in June, the divorce was final, sold the house. And I'm like, okay, now what? I don't really know Mm -hmm. what to do with myself. I haven't been single in over 11 years and I wanted to find somebody to dance with. You know, you know the song, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> I didn't know what to do next. I had a lot of issues from the past relationship. I was struggling with burying my feelings with alcohol, though at the time I was just drinking a lot. I didn't really know what I was doing or why I was doing it. 
I knew that I wanted to find somebody to spend some time with, didn't necessarily want to get in a new relationship, but I had already had a couple of experiences with some rebounds and jumped right into that relationship mode because that's what I've been doing for 11 years. Right. Yeah. And I remember too, I mean, you and I were talking about, I'm glad you mentioned about the drinking and burying feelings. There were things that you didn't even realize was happening, right? And that that's something too that often, you know, uncovers in the first call or two together is that, you know, not realizing that how stuffing your feelings, not expressing yourself for a very long time and taking care of others really kind of impacted this dynamic with the drinking, with, you know, attracting fixer-uppers, all of that, right? Yes, definitely. And now, you know, in hindsight, I'm able to look back and, and see others where I say that they're doing that, whether that may be with alcohol or with food or shopping, gambling. It's very easy to just try to mask what you're feeling and not understand even why you're actually doing those things. Yeah. And do you remember what we uncovered, like where that came from? Yes. I think it was uh, a lot to do with my childhood and growing up with uh, co-dependency tendencies with my father Mm -hmm. being an alcoholic and just the way that my mother was a codependent with him and then kind of treated me and parented me that way. And she was trying to love me her best. She was a great mother, but just didn't realize that the types of messages that she was communicating with me and very passive aggressive and just as codependency type tendencies. Right. Right. Well, and then as we were kind of uncovering that, what did you discover on, you know, really how that was impacting your life in general? I mean, whether it was dating, relationships, your career, friendships, all of it. I definitely was the over caretaker. And I know Mm -hmm. in that previous relationship, whenever I was married, that was my personality, my codependency. And I thought that I just had to have him. I would not be able to survive and live without him. And it got to a sense where I was trying to control him, which was probably Mm -hmm. part of many reasons why our relationship ended. And I was Mm -hmm. able to see that I wasn't actually expressing my emotions and taking care of myself. Everything revolved around him and his life and his plan. And I didn't have me. There was no self, self self-awareness or self-care it was all about him. And then that led me to be trying to control him. Since I wasn't controlling myself, I tried to control him. You really, I'm glad that you're bringing this up because, and this is something that I see just that's so common that a lot of people do is that when you've been reinforced your whole life around the fact that you are the caretaker, that you are you are the one that provides for other people, both emotionally, physically, you know, whatever it is. That is how you interpret love, right? It's like, well, when I give, then I'll get the love, then I'll get the validation. And I think that's what, for me, for you, was really neat to see is that when you finally discovered, oh my gosh, I don't have to go outside myself to gain the love. I don't have to be the fixer upper to gain love. I have me. And that's enough. And I think when that light bulb went off, I like, I, I kind of remember when it did, you, you were just, you know, cause in the beginning, remember it was a little bit rough, you know, trying to discover all this and it was making you express your feelings. And I was having you doing all these exercises. Right. And when you started really kind of settling into that, 
how powerful it was. Do you remember that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and in my my past, I've seen uh, counselors and therapists numerous times throughout my life and during these issues that I had in my marriage and even after. But a lot of those types of therapy sessions were just, you know, word vomit, you know, just what's going on and not really taking any action. So I never really understood what my true emotions really were. It was just, here's what's happening and no real actions until I started working with you. And we were able to dig in and find out, well, what was I really feeling? Not just good or bad Mm -hmm. or sad, but what were those true emotions and what triggered those emotions? Yeah. Yes. So what, I mean, that would be a good thing to talk about. Like what were some action steps that you took and what issues did we kind of tackle together that really started making you feel different? Um, well, one of the things that we started to do was the uh, mood meter, which has four different <laughs> quadrants that has mm-hmm. everything from the generalized happy mode, anxious mode, sad, uh, afraid mode, kind of all of those and all of those different detailed emotions that really lead up to those generalized moods to help me understand really what those feelings are. I'm not just happy or I'm not just anxious. Like what are the true emotions that are behind that? And Mm -hmm. trying to get more expressive and emoting what my actual feelings were, whether it was with my friendship friendships with my family or with guys that I was dating. And again, I'd never dated anyone before. So that was definitely part of our plan as well. Yeah. Remember when you were starting to date up a storm, you're like, I'm, I'm so happy just dating. I don't <laughs> like, I don't know if I even want a relationship. Like this is really fun. I, I remember you telling me that. I did. My friends yeah. started to laugh because I couldn't keep up with who was who. So I yeah. writing things down. I'm like, okay, with this guy, I wore the yellow shirt. With this guy, I wore the pink <laughs> shirt. I didn't want to rewear the same outfit whenever I saw them again. <laughs> Do you know I heard that there's an app for that too, where oh, you can keep point. track of all your dates? I have to figure <laughs> out where, and I think there's actually a lot of them now out there for that. So yeah, and then I... I do remember, and I want to like bring out a funny, like we had a funny moment. Remember the call that we were working on where we discovered your um, speech patterns of something? Do you remember this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which has been eliminated, like share that because it's actually a funny story, but it was very powerful. Yeah. So Kim asked me a question. <laughs> she starts giving the explanation of what we're doing. And as she says it, I just say, okay. (laughs) And then she asked another question. I'm like, okay. And I realized later on that, well, actually, first I didn't realize I was even saying it. Okay. Okay. So then we realized that I was using that as a filler because I was either waiting to see what I thought that I needed to respond with based on what I thought she wanted to hear or what the appropriate response should be. So I got into that habit of taking care of everyone else and not really expressing my own feelings. So I use that as a filler so that I could come up with the real reason or the real response that the other person expects. Ah, uh, bam. That is, I, I really hope everyone listens to that because it's so funny how things show up in the most insidious ways, you know, like that whole thing, just saying, okay, you know, to connect that. And as we did, and, and things unfolded to, to that point, whereas like, 
Oh my gosh, I'm actually waiting to see so that I can shape shift into something she wants me to say or or that's appropriate to say. And I because you were doing so much thinking and and feeling for other people. Well, what is it that you're feeling? What is it that you want and what do you want to communicate? So it was really powerful. But what was so amazing to me, Amanda, is that you got rid of it really fast. (laughs) Really fast. I don't know. Like, how did you do that? Did you, were you conscious of it then after that call and you start practicing or like, what did you do? Yeah. So I think I was definitely a lot more conscious of it. It's just one of those things that you don't even realize that you're saying it. You know, some people say like, like, and you hear it Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're still saying that. Or, you know, some people do different little fidgety things whenever they're giving a speech and they're standing, whether it's clicking a pen or moving their hands in a certain manner. And until somebody actually points it out, it's hard to see it for yourself. Yeah, it totally is. Well, and then with all the stuff that we did, the other thing that just kind of happened naturally too, is that the alcohol use started going down. Yes, definitely. And how, how did that happen? I think it was becoming conscious of exactly what my true emotions were whenever those drinking situations happened and what the trigger was. And mm-hmm. I actually getting to the bottom of that and understanding when that would happen and why it was happening so that I could either a plan to set better boundaries for myself of not drinking excessively or B being able to notice whenever I was getting to that point of excessiveness or C actually understanding what those items were that were triggering me, whether it were people or situation or communication with anybody specific and just understanding what those were and actually attacking it before it happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that's just it. You know, it's it's not only having the awareness, but then having the tools in order to practice, you know, getting rid of an old pattern or an old habit. But it takes work. I mean, you that's why I was just so proud of you is that you did the work, you know, you stepped up and you took action. And that sometimes is hard to do, especially when state of confusion or, you know depression or whatever comes up, you know, when you first you know, enter coaching or therapy. So yeah, no, that was, it, it, it's been amazing to watch you just kind of come out of your cocoon and spread your wings and start flying. Well, I mean, what were your major takeaways, would you say, as we were working together, like what started really impacting your life? Um, well, in addition to the alcohol, which was def- definitely very oh, yeah. impactful to me, was the dating and trying to learn how to be more vulnerable and letting my needs come first, whether it be, you know, Hey, I want to go to this location. I don't want to drive across the city to see you or, you know what? I really don't want to do that. So I'm going to say no, learning how to say no and not just going along with a flow and going to do things or be with certain individuals that I really didn't have an interest with just because it was what they wanted to do or they wanted to see me. It's okay for me to not follow up. If I don't want to go out with them, I can say no. Yes. Dating became something that you felt more empowered with rather than reactive to that. That definitely was a, a big switch. And I think that's why you ended up enjoying it 
more yes. as well. Right. Like I think there's so many people who go into dating and then they're going into these dates or situations that they don't really want, but they feel like they either have to, or, Oh, well, somebody likes me, so I better go or, you know, whatever it is. So that, that also was a big switch. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad right. you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And, and little things within the dating that you've talked about on other podcasts, whether it's wearing, you know, bright red, red or pink or orange. I love orange, you know, outfits oh, yeah. or dresses and also, you know, the sitting beside each other and so that we can communicate and with the drinking, trying to do more physical activities that weren't just let's go sit down and have a drink and have dinner. I found that that was a lot more fun. And Mm -hmm. I knew that, Hey, if this didn't work out, I still had a great time. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad the, the whole color thing and wearing things. I mean, you really also gained your sexy confidence, girl. Like I, (laughs) you were sending me some pictures and, you know, looking at your profile, I was like, yes. I mean, that also, I think, you know, just with your confidence and really gaining that kind of queen bee attitude when it came to dating. So yes, definitely. Because I feel like I've, I've had that in the past, but um, one of the primary reasons my previous relationship ended was because he left me for a much, much younger woman. So Mm. that definitely took an impact on my self-esteem and thinking, wow, well, I'm 38. Do I still have what it takes to find a man that's, you know, in the same category as me that I'm interested in? So I definitely brought a lot of confidence back to me, just doing those simple things and just changing my attitude and my presence whenever I walk into a room. Well, and now my dear, you certainly have evidence that you can attract not only a lots of men and a man, but who are you dating right now? <laughs> I am dating a much younger man than me. <laughs> and Bam. everybody always thinks that I'm 25. So I'm just going to uh-huh. go with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and remember you had concerns about that in the beginning. Like, let's talk about that. So I did. I had some concerns because I thought, well, this guy is much younger than me and I have a lot more life experiences than he does. But, you know, when it came down to it, I was like, I'm having a good time. He makes me smile. He makes me laugh. Mm. I'm able to emotionally connect with him. So who cares? It doesn't matter. I'm living in the now and we're having a great time together. He just looking at me makes me smile and worships me like a queen. So how can I say no to that? Oh my gosh. I I also love that you, I mean, you and I worked on this, just like staying present and feeling into the gifts that he was giving you. And whatever happens from here, it, it happens. Like you don't have control over that. All you do, all the empowerment is really coming from what am I getting and receiving. And I, and that here you are receiving, you're receiving for the first time, Amanda. And, and that, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, I almost feel like because he is younger than me and less life experiences that it, it pushes me to want to be with him. I don't need to be with him. I'm not looking for somebody to fulfill something that I just have to have where I felt like I needed that in my previous relationship. I mm-hmm. want to be with him. Good distinction, right? 
Whereas before we were talking about in this beginning, you were looking for that validation and someone to give you that self-love. And what you're saying is it's reversed. Like you love yourself first and he's coming in to just supplement that. It's to Absolutely. enhance that. Yeah. And that's that's a big distinction. And and again, it took some work to get there. So that's that's amazing. Oh my God. Well, so yeah, I mean, talk more about what is your life like now? I mean, what are the moments you're noticing that feels different than how you were before? Well, since June, whenever we started talking to each other, I had a lot of questions, unanswered questions of the next steps in my life, um, whether it were relationship or being single for the first time in a long time um, and with my job and renting a house after I sold the house with the ex. And now I'm in process of looking for a new job, um, looking at several different really exciting opportunities now. And I'm under contract to buy a new home. So I'm super excited. Yes. Oh my God. Look at all these changes. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like once those stressors were out of the way and that lack of confidence. Um, personally, I was able to actually spend time on other things that had forward progress as well. But do you see how you created that? Yes. You see that this was you, right? Like this wasn't just, oh, she's so lucky. Cause you know, I can hear people listening. Like, oh, well, she just got really lucky. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's always going to be different changes that are going on within your life. And if one thing is slowing you down or holding you back, Mm -hmm. sometimes it bleeds into everything else, especially if, you know, in my own situation, being that caretaker type mentality, if one area was holding me back, I couldn't grow in the other areas. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I mean, So I hear this all the time, you know, like, and it can go in both ways, you know, if you're in this negative spin and maybe that's where you were before, you know, because with the alcohol and the over caretaking and, you know, not taking care of yourself, even physically or emotionally, it all spun out into that kind of darker place that you were in. And it wasn't that you were unlucky, quote unquote, it was that, it's exactly what you said. You were in a certain frame of mind that just leaked into other areas. And so now that you started working on your life, it is leaking in other ways, in a positive way. And so, yeah, I always say like, it's, it's not about if you're unlucky or lucky, it's that you, this is the empowerment piece. You create what you want, you know, that, that is the empowerment piece. And you are, a living, breathing example of that. I mean, so you have this like new boyfriend and you're, you're content with where it's going to go either way, which is awesome. Cause you always have you, you have a new house on its way. That's only yours. And that also feels pretty dang good. And also Amanda, how about your career? I mean, there's some shifting happening there too. Yes. I'm looking into new job opportunities. I feel like I'm at a place in my career with my experience that I have a lot to offer and I'm looking at some new markets and uh, ready to start something new, hopefully in the new year. Yay. And that's also big too. Cause remember you were kind of feeling lost in, in that aspect, not totally happy with where you were in, in your career. And I, again, all of this stuff impacted your self-esteem to take action, to do all these things that are happening. And now you're starting to get interviews and opportunities. So it's amazing. 
Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, Amanda, do you have any questions or challenges? We've ended our coaching together, but I always say it's never the ending. It's always keep in touch, <laughs> you know? Um, but is there anything I can help you with as I send you off into the world as a proud mama? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I heard a song on the radio and I was like, you know what? That fits exactly where I am is how will I know? Like, I feel Mm. really excited about the opportunities that I have moving forward. And especially, um, with regards to my boyfriend, but you know, I, after all that I've been through, it seems like everything is great, but how will I know that he really loves me? How will I know? Exactly. How do I trust myself? (laughs) I know. Oh, it's the age old question. Obviously you're not alone if there's a song about it. So, and, and in fact, I just got off the phone with somebody who I coached who also is a success story. I might have her on. And it's always that, that bleeding question, you know, how will I know? How will I know if it sticks? How will I know if he loves me? You know, and the truth is, is that you'll never really know. And this goes back to the whole, like living kind of more in the moment and not getting too ahead of things because you can play the what if game till the cows come home, you know? And when you, when you live in the what if it, it, it really kind of helped. I don't know. It'll make you lose the whole presence that you're having right now with him right now. And in a scheme of things, it's still young, your relationship. Like how long has it been? It's been a couple months. Yeah. So in the scheme of things, it's still, it's young, not him being young. Don't get me right. I love <laughs> that he's young, by the way. No, the relationship is young. You know, you remember this it, you know, going back from when you were married and, you know, it takes time to cultivate something, to also see more things. And in the beginning, it's so magical. It's beautiful. There's a lot, you know, it, you're cherishing the gifts that you're giving each other. But as things unravel, you might start seeing things and then, you know, instead of, and and here's the reframe, instead of saying, how will I know if he loves me? I want you to start saying, how will we know if we love each other? Because you're still putting emphasis on him. And I really want you to start paying attention. Well, is this going to be working for you too in the long run? And so, you know, there's still going to be inklings of you kind of slipping in that direction because that's your default button, Amanda. You're always going to think about him before you. So I want you to like remind yourself that this is about you too. And, you know, I, I actually have this thing that I do with people. It's like, I call it, you know, the, the data collection as part of your dating process. And then you almost think of it like a computer and there's going to be pink flags, there's going to be red flags, and then there's going to be like a green, you know, kind of go folder. And the things that you like, they're going to go in your go folder. And the things that might start creeping up for you maybe goes in the pink folder like, hmm, I'll take note of that. Maybe it's not like a huge red flag, but you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then if you start seeing really, really like concerning things that just aren't going to work for you, those go in the red flag folder. And as you start accumulating and collecting the data, you'll start seeing there's going to be a folder that's going to get full (laughs) and you'll see kind of what direction things are, but you can't predict 
at this point where things are going to go. All you can do is see what works for you, see what isn't, and really practice communicating those needs, those things that you're wanting for yourself along the way. True, true. I like that. Yeah, then I think it'll also lessen the anxiety a little bit because anxiety always comes from the unknown. That, that's what makes us anxious because you're trying to you're trying to get at something so that you'll know it so it'll ease your anxiety. But I'm here to tell you, like, no one can predict things. All you can do is just like do the things you have control over. And that is collecting data and using observation, using good communication, expressing yourself and always filling yourself up first. Right. And I think um, exactly what you said. Sometimes I, I maybe say, how will I know that he loves me? But it's probably more of me trusting my own feelings of, I feel like I love him, but you know, is that really, is that really true? You know, and trusting yeah. myself. Right. Is this really love? And it, right. again, like you're, you're kind of in the young stages of, right. Uh, and it, you know, there's all these theories, infatuation and, you know, lust and love. And I mean, call it what you may, but the truth is, is that, you know, as long as it's working for you, great. Like, don't worry about the label. True. Especially where you're at, you know, you just came out of a long marriage and you have all the stuff that you're dealing with, you know, with your family and your house and that kind of thing. If, if you try to define it, get ahead of it, it's, you're, you'll go mad and you, then you'll lose focus on what's really important. As long as you're getting the gifts and he's getting the gifts and it's working for both of you, then so be it and enjoy. I love it. So that, that's my two cents. <laughs> Uh, well, Amanda, like it, it's just been so special working with you and, um, I love receiving your Marco Polos and don't, you know, for those of you who don't know Marco Polo, Marco Polo is a video kind of conferencing that you can do back and forth. And I had Amanda do these Marco Polos so that she could work on self-expression. And the last one that you just gave me, I thought it was recent, but it was just a couple of days ago, was of you and your guy together. And it was such a so special way to kind of at least send you off. Yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> well, is there any last words that you wanted to part with or things that you just wanted to share with the audience? Uh, I, I guess just wanted to thank you for all of your help and, you know, actually being able to identify some of these things that have been underlying with, with me for a while and actually understanding the homework and the tasks to attack those things and to overcome them versus just let's talk about it and then get stuck in the exact same rut over and over again. I think you really helped me identify those things and be able to make those improvements in my relationships going forward. Yeah. Well, you're so welcome. I know I have an, a, a thing that I wanted to ask you that maybe you could share. There's so many people that I talk to who want, like, they want to work on themselves. They want to get these challenges underway, but then they can't pull the trigger. What advice would you give to people who like want a coach or they want some help, but they just can't like pull the trigger? What, what, like, what did it for you? you know, doing the same things over and over again, but not mm -hmm. actually seeing any results and just thinking kind of, I almost just throwing my hands up of, I don't really know what else to do. Yeah. I have a friend who said that this worked It helped her a lot. So, you know, it's an investment, but if I can't invest in myself, who's going to do it? Yeah. 
It's so good. And you know what? It started there because you were so used to giving to other people and just even stepping up and investing in yourself was the first step actually in taking care of yourself. So in a way that, that first payment you made was really metaphor of taking care of yourself. It wasn't even the money. It was just more that commitment to you. Absolutely. So thanks for joining me today. And this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you're looking to find a new love, new life like Amanda did, then it starts with a call. So schedule a free call. It's a free coaching session with me by just clicking on the link provided in the show description, and we can uncover ways you too can be on the show one day to tell your success love story. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 